0: The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret recurring subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com bonus and use the promo code MANWHORE. I want to thank Tushy for sponsoring the Man Whore Podcast. Get 10% off your own easy-to-install bidet attachment and leave the toilet feeling fresh and clean. Visit hellotushy.com and use promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Podcast. Oh, shout out to the voting vixens, swing state sluts, and canvassing cocksuckers. The midterm elections are next month. Make sure you're registered to vote. And this is the Man Whore Podcast. Yeah, you know, I know it's not a politics show, but we're in a time of crisis and we got some districts to flip. If you are interested in flipping the House of Representatives and Senate to, you know, a more compassionate place for minorities Head on over to SwingLeft.org, see if a district near you needs some help. For me, uh, I'm Billy Presida. I'm just a comedian with a fuck show, and uh, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. However, this week's special guest is not one of my former flames, although she uh, is oh so fun and flirty. We've got on Lisa Davis, everybody. I think we decided to call her uh, the producer of the book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex, and a sex podcaster in her own right. Can't wait to share her with you on a bit. But first, of course, show dates, people. Show dates. Okay. October 21st, I'm going to be doing some stand-up comedy at the Grizzly Pear on the 8 p.m. show. Los Angeles, baby. LA fan whores come on out I am doing a live man whore podcast show where I will be on stage with not one not two but three maybe even four of my exes because god help me we're gonna be doing that on November 4th at 7 p.m. at the dojo of comedy in Hollywood that's above the Sycamore Tavern if you want to get your tickets and you should get your tickets like right now let Billy stress out a little less about ticket sales. Go get your ticket today. You go to manhorpod.com slash tickets. Bring a friend. Bring five friends. Come have a good time. Oh wow, I've had I've had a bit of a time. I've been running around for the last like month or two between Manhorkon, then I went down to Desire, then I had to go out to Chicago, which was super fun. Shout out to the listeners who came and hung out with me uh, while I was at uh, you know over in Chicago. And I had the Brooklyn Sex Expo, had a wedding on Saturday. Look, Billy's been busy, but I shared some time with one of my sisters who's always been maybe a little bit more skeptical about my lifestyle, what I do for work, my topic of sexuality. And she was driving me from New Jersey back into the city, and we, we had a, actually a good talk, because she was, she's always been very inquisitive. Like, she doesn't always, she just doesn't seem to get it. The whole loving multiple people is not a concept she's really wrapped her mind around. But she's been a lot more fair in the recent time. And she was asking me um, specifically about losing the specialness of sex when I when sex is part of my job. Talking about as part of the job. Having it is a fun perk and side effect of the job. She's like, "How do you not lose it being like special or intimate?" She was asking specifically about uh, losing the intimacy attached to sex. And I think the first thing I said was, "Well, I think we have to." define what is intimacy i do a lot of fun weird stuff i think we all i think we all know that but i only have sex that i want to have or that i'm really intrigued about having i don't just fuck for the sake of fucking and i think that has like kept it special so that ways sex doesn't feel like a chore like you never want sex to feel like it is a job you don't want it to I mean, unless sex work is your profession but you don't want recreational sex to feel like a job. You don't want it to feel like work. You don't want to be wondering why you're having it. You know? Like, if you're engaged in some sexual activity with someone and you're just so meh about it, like, maybe stop. <laughs> maybe take a time out. Maybe say, like, hey, actually, can we try this instead? Or, you know, I think I'm going to get going. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I don't, you know, like, look, I don't really eat bad steak. I don't eat steak often. Uh. Almost exclusively, I only eat steak when like, I am out to dinner with a family member who's buying me the steak, or if I'm taking someone out for a really nice special date, or like I got a big payday, I'm treating myself to a steak. But I do not just like eat steak on the reg, and I think that has helped keep steak special by not having subpar steak. Every time I have a steak, it's awesome. Don't let steak get boring. Don't let... <laughs> Sex get boring. But it was nice that, you know, she even asked. Before we get to this week's guest, Lisa Davis, it's time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank a few of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. It's essentially a fan club membership. You get to support this podcast financially. You get access to secret sex positive discussion groups access to over a 100 bonus episodes of the man whore podcast you get access to secret patreon only posts which usually involve a picture of my penis you get all of that and more when you go to patreon.com slash man whore podcast but you also get a shout out thank you and happy 20th anniversary to brad guigar congratulations 20 years is a long fucking time keep it going Thank you and a shout out to Becky Mares. Keep on trucking, lady. Keep on trucking. And a oh, a big old sexy thank you to Lydia Love. who is a uh, She's a cam girl and also uh, does clips for sale stuff. Uh, she does uh, really sexy solo porn clips. She's a good follow on the Twitter. If you want to see how fucking cute this girl is. Her Twitter handle is at Jenna Richo. I think it's supposed to be like generous hoe or something. G-E-N-E-R-I-C-H-O-E is her Twitter handle. She's super fucking hot. And you know what else makes her sexy? She pays for her content. Yes, she does. She supports the show. And you too can become a member for as little as $1 per month. All you got to do to support this podcast is go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Throw down a dollar. Get yourself a membership and join us in the Champagne Room. Lisa Davis is an author, a health sex expert, a podcaster. Uh, her book coming out soon, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, hits the shelves on January 15th, 2019, but it's available for pre-order today. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty about, you know, what type of foods to put in your body before you're going to do the butt stuff. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about being late bloomers, Fat shaming and sex addiction. Let's go chat with Lisa Davis.
1: I'm hoping to go back. Um, but we can, well, we talked about this on the air. No,
0: you can say it right now. We're, we're on. Oh, no. We're on. I will just oh. find a convenient <laughs> fading in point. And I then like it's how so- you do that. <laughs> I need to start doing
1: that. I think that's better. I like that. No, I was going to say um, I'm supposed to go back on the Howerton wrap up show this summer. Wow. Oh. And I'm very excited. My third time. Mm. Super excited. And I told my daughter I'd bring her, but I can't bring her. I don't want to bring her to the studio not because I mean although my daughter's so funny she's like mom I know at the
0: serious building? Yeah. Serious buildings they got a ping pong table. Okay. Oh, go- uh last time I was there yeah, ping pong table in the lobby. Be like, "Hey, you go play ping pong with you know some famous rapper you probably don't even know." Exactly. And then, uh, and then I'll go do this show. <laughs> well, it's so
1: funny because you know I tell her everything. I tell her too much, is what uh, she says. And um, she's like, "Mom, I know more." She's just turned fourteen. She's like, "Mom, I know more than any other kid my age." For example, if we're in the car and I look, put on Howard, they were doing this prostate karaoke. I thought it was so funny, you know, where yeah. they were singing while they were getting prostate exams. Wait, what? You didn't hear about this? I mean, I don't have a car. I
0: don't listen to Howard Stern. I'm
1: an addict, but they have this thing where they sent the guys on the crew to go to get their prostate exams because it's very important, (laughs) and they were singing karaoke during it. So the song would be like, "I've been working on the railroad." Obviously, they didn't sing that. But my daughter was like, "Mom, what's going on?" I'm like, "Well, they put the finger." She's like, "Mom, I really can we just can you not listen to Howard right now?" (laughs) Yeah, it's like you (laughs) don't need. For his health reasons.
0: (laughs) Uh, I used to do a. I I sometimes do a joke where I go like. uh, I went to the doctor and asked her to check my prostate. And she said, Mr. Procedo, you're way too young to be concerned about prostate cancer this young. I'm like, yeah, but my girlfriend thinks it's gross and won't do it. (laughs) So it's fun. The, but I'm bummed. Yeah, the process. not switch that turns you gay. It's just a button that makes sex awesome. You so. see, there's
1: this big debate on Howard, too, that Ronnie the limo driver likes to be pegged. And everybody on the staff thinks it's gay. And I because went and Howard talked Stern. about it. I know. Although well, he's very pro-gay, but it's not. It's just it's about pleasure, right? I mean, right. that's what's so... I don't get that. I mean, it feels good, then do it.
0: Prostate exam on air, that's brilliant. Yes. That's better. That might be better than when I I interviewed a woman who gives happy ending massages while she gave me the massage.
1: No way.
0: Yeah. Like all the way through.
1: (gasps) I got to hear that.
0: That's a good one. That one you got to hear to to the very, very, very end. Like I put it in like a post credits, you know, like in the Marvel movies, they got like yeah. a scene in at the end of the credits. That's what I did. I was like, oh, and now the interview's over. Oh, here's my little outro. And then if you wait, 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 then you hear that thing all the perverts like to hear.
1: So that's awesome. I'm a pervert. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> ah,
0: self-identified perv. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. Very
1: good. Very good. Yeah. That would be super fun. You've done some pretty cool things. Oh,
0: just stop it. Like what?
1: Well, I have to say, first of all, the premise of your show that you go back and talk to women that you've slept with, in Uh addition to having, you know, porn stars or sex experts and stuff on the show, I think is so cool. I would love to. I I just think that's a brilliant idea. See, now the thing, here's the problem. (laughs) Because I do so many shows, I'm going to turn, I don't want, I'm going to end up interviewing you. So now I'm like, okay, so. That's fine with me. (laughs) Okay. So how did this idea come to you?
0: Because I had this problem where women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And I wanted to find out why.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh,
0: at, at the age of like 23, 24, I was starting to get very, very frustrated. Uh, it just was happening over and over. I would get the feels for someone. She says, I just want to keep it casual. And normally when that happens, that just ends it. They're like, well, I want to keep it casual. You like me. So this is done. But that wouldn't happen. The women would just be like, no, you're going to keep coming over and fucking me. Keep Come do the thing that you do good at. But you know, keep then your emotional away. mouth shut. Yeah. They kept what? telling me, basically, like shut my mouth.
1: Really, with those like, blue eyes? I don't know. I'd keep your. Well, no,
0: they're like eyes open, <laughs> mouth closed. Like your emotions are ruining this sex for me.
1: Oh, <laughs> really? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. So, what have you found out during this adventure of yours?
0: That I'm slightly condescending the younger partners.
1: <laughs> oh God, I hate condescending. <laughs> Get out. It's just so easy. <laughs> Actually, I'm old, much older than you, so. It's just so
0: easy when if you've lived a significant amount more adult life than a person. It's hard to not condescend. I'm working on it, but well, maybe
1: you need to go out with older women. We I rock. mean,
0: I, I prefer older women, I just end up with a lot of younger women. How much um, younger,
1: like 10 years, five years? I mean,
0: I'm I'm 29, so oh there's my only gosh, so you're so young. I know. Well, you know, a oh, little maybe. cherub. Uh, <laughs> no, I would just like my last couple of girlfriends were four years younger. Um, oh, that but- is young, yeah. And so when you're 22, 23, 24. It's like a very different phase of your life than late 20s or 30s. So sure. I mean I prefer I would love to have a girlfriend who's in her thirties or forties. Like that's yeah way my more my preference. I just I think when I hook up or or go on a date with someone of that age, they don't view me as relationship material. Oh, okay. and I think that's another thing that'll come up in when I do these do these shows um, is the older ones see me as something fun and i'm also very boyfriendy i like cuddling i like holding hands that's awesome right and so they were like oh well i'll get enough of a boyfriendy vibe that i feel comfortable hanging out with him but they won't view me as like someone they can commit to
1: really i'm also
0: very poor and i feel like that doesn't work well (laughs) when you're trying to get commitment when i met
1: my husband he was a guitar builder (laughs) making very little money we lived in like a 350 square foot place yeah and I, we were both broke, but he was just awesome. So, and now he's doing great financially. You, so I'm just saying, like, you just don't know. I didn't. I that wasn't. Something ladies, that was invest in to me. me. Come on. Yeah, come. You never know. <laughs> and even if you don't, you know.
0: I mean, I'm coming up in life. I just moved out of a five-bedroom oh. uh, into a four-bedroom. Just one yeah, less yeah. roommate, so that's...
1: No, we would need roommates if we went to New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... <laughs> Everyone needs roommates. It's so expensive. It's, it's just insane. But, you know, I wanted to ask you about the dating someone in their 20s, because, like I said, I'm older. I've been with my husband for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So last time I was single was in the 90s, okay, mid to late 90s. Well, we met at 98. okay. So, well, actually, we met in '97, but then I was with somebody else. So we met the next year, we got together. Sure. Anyhow, it's so different now. I mean, when we had our relationship, we were apart for six months and yeah. we were just e- all we had is phone and email. At <laughs> and that even point.
0: email was still like you're still figuring out how to send, you know, yeah. d- do it.
1: Yeah. It was pretty new.
0: <laughs> no emojis.
1: No, no. No emojis. No, you had to make your own. Yeah. And with a little, um, what the, is a what, dash in the smiley face? Or, really? Not I don't, the dash. I don't think I'm uh, semicolon. Not the semicolon.
0: We, no, we had semicolons, Sem- the colons, the, the parentheticals. Semicolon. Yeah. Yes, I did. don't <laughs> think Americans knew what a colon was until uh, emoticons. Yeah. I don't think we knew that. The, oh, that dot with the comma. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. It's used <laughs> to make winks. That's all. Exactly. Winks but, and, and ordered lists. Yeah. Uh, but,
1: <laughs> but nowadays, it's just, it's so, I wouldn't even know where to start. It just seems so incredibly different with the Tinder and the apps and the, the breaking up on Facebook and the, you know? <laughs> but that's all you've known, right? I mean, if you're 29, um, for well, maybe not all your days. T- tinder school. came about when
0: I, right after I graduated college. So when I was around 23, okay. Tinder popped out. Wow. But before, and before then, there was like this, like, it was like a online dating site for kids in school specifically and it was like a beta thing I used for a couple of years but other than that, you know I just met everyone in real life and even now everyone I meet is still like anyone I've met that's been really significant in my life has been in person. Oh, that's I, I cool. dated sort of dated slept with a woman for nine months. She's my physical therapist oh, uh, nice. I met a girlfriend at a sex party. I met a different girlfriend at like a poly movie night. So even if I try to meet like a girlfriend through the apps, sure. I still end up meeting them just in random fucking real world places.
1: Oh, we got to get back to the sex party. Sorry, Oh, what <laughs> I about? Wanna... Just tell me all about it. Well, first we'll let me live say vicariously. <laughs>
0: well, first let me say I'm here with. Is it doctor? No, is, is I have this... a
1: master's in public health. Okay, I mean... Master Lisa. No, but that'll give you. All... Ma-
0: Master you Lisa Davis is a way yeah. sexier way to say it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Who is, uh, who is, uh, what, are, what are your titles? Do you say sex podcaster now for sure?
1: Yeah. Sex podcaster, uh, who? health educator, uh, beauty podcaster, just healthy living. I have a book coming out in January, clean mm-hmm. eating dirty sex. Yep. And I'm very excited about it, but I've been in health media since 98. Long and- time. I started in television and
0: wait, television doing what?
1: I had a show called Health Power. Well, you had the TV email. show? I had a TV show on a small station in California. and Oh, back
0: I, in the 90s, back, back when like it was, it was per the stations. Back when you had that like stations pick things up rather than like, yeah, no, that thing's on Netflix.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was pretty cool. No, I had to bug the guy for six months who ran the station because I was a nobody. I had just graduated from graduate school. Right. I studied health communications and- I said, look, I know I could do a kick-ass show. And he's like, so I did some stuff and I showed him and he's like, okay, I'll give you one season. We'll do one show and we'll see. And it was awesome. I had, you know, the couch and I sat on the chair and it was a nice set. And I would have the guest, like the expert on for two segments and then a real person who Mm. did whatever the expert was talking about. Let's say it was for acupuncture or, you know, whatever else they talked about. I love television. I thought it was so much fun. But then- I moved here. I moved from California to the East Coast in 2000. uh, And it was really tough. I mean, it's just a tough market. And so there was nothing. And then a friend of mine worked at a community uh, radio station. And she said, hey, Lisa, I'm leaving. Do you want my spot? I talked to the manager because it's hard to get in because nobody wants to leave. You're not getting paid, but you get kick-ass experience. It's a really nice you know, radio station. Mm -hmm. And I thought, sure, what the hell? And then I realized like a couple weeks in – wait, I'm not on TV. I could fucking talk to anybody. Like it doesn't have to be in person. And so I just started reaching out. And the first big person I reached out to was Suzanne Summers. And Ooh. somehow her publicist said yes, and then after that, it just kind of went up. And then all of a sudden, I was interviewing like the same people that are on all the national shows, even though nobody knows who I am and I'm a community radio. And then after doing that for a few years, I started getting my show out there, and now I'm on some NPR stations and some commercial stations, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, but it's before just you were saying how you can <laughs> just do, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh no, no, it, it's, I was just saying you before when you told me like, oh, I'm on, I have one show that's on some stations and like. Texas and then Midwest. I'm like, oh, so people can't even hear the thing in like your hometown? (laughs) <laughs> it's like they you,
1: did for a long time you go to the whole
0: foods be like oh how's that show going where can I hear it you can't you don't live. No, in the- you don't
1: live in there <laughs> <laughs> like- but if you go to it's your health at lisadavis.com you can all hear the shows all you can hear all of it <laughs> no but i was on locally in the boston area for a long time okay. but then yeah but anyhow so that's how i got started so i tell people go to the community tv go to the community radio like do what you can people always ask how did you get started you got to just do it and i worked for free for a super mm-hmm. long time like most of my career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not lucrative, but I love it.
0: The, you know b- that. the the being an on-air personality or the masters in public health. Everything. Everything. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have all these shows, uh, yes. but and, and the reason you stuck out to me was the clean eating, dirty sex, you know, the book that you've got coming out, because I've been thinking for the last couple of years about what I put in my body and how it affects my sex life. Because it's starting to happen now. I mean, I'm starting to get a little bit older.
1: Sorry, I'm just laughing. I'm like, I'd give anything to be 29. Go
0: on. I mean, I I'd, I'd be i give anything to have the respect of someone of I don't even know how old you are. Uh just so like. <laughs> It just seems like when you're in your twenties, no
1: mystery. No, no, actually, it's not. I say it all the time, but go on. Well, no,
0: but <laughs> I'll say it later. But, uh, sure, sure. We'll we'll come back to age if you want. Um, but just the idea of like I'm starting to notice like the effects things have. Yeah. So you know I'm there's someone I'm going to be hanging out with on Thursday, and like hopefully she may be putting stuff in my butt, and so like I know that to uh, today's Monday. Tomorrow I'm going to start like eating, not destroying my body with certain foods, Yes. just to get a couple days of like.
1: Cleaning feeling out.
0: cleaning out and emptying out and whatnot. Oh,
1: that's so it's weird that
0: like I gotta be like, Are we doing butt stuff? Okay, I gotta plan this like days awesome. and head.
1: okay, so what is she gonna put in your butt? You, to be determined, surprised? I don't
0: even know if it's gonna happen. We're just really I just wanna like leave that opportunity available that's because good. she's hinted that she is into things of that nature. Okay. Um she likes to take on a little bit more of like a dominant personality, that's which I fun. like. I like a leading lady. Yeah. It's probably why I liked older women so much for yeah. so long because I was like, no, I just want to follow. Uh, <laughs> thing. Like, yes, yes, I can. Yeah, I'll be your daddy and I can do the spanking, but I, uh, more fun over yeah. the following. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, no, she's, she's made. So I have some toys. I've got some butt plugs. I've got cool. a little five-inch glass dildo I like sometimes. I have, she's got. Five fingers, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> that whole not ten. No, nah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can't even fit five. Uh, I'm just joking. Yeah, and then I also have this like this. It's it's a prostate massage oh, stimulator. They oh, call it cool. because it's not quite a plug, but it yeah. does have a flared base to plug in. And it's not really like a dildo. because It's not really meant to be thrusting. It, but it, it, it vibrates like a motherfucker. Wow, it's the uh, LX3 Plus. For anyone uh, interested, and so that one feels great. Sounds fun. So I don't know, but like I think about now, yeah, what I'm putting in my body, and I also think about if I'm gonna have sex. Like I get very nervous eating shitty food 24 hours leading up to like a date, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, am I gonna feel too gross to have like good, active, multiple time sex? Yeah. If I eat X, Y, or Z, or you know, I don't know. There's been so many times someone's hit me up for a booty call, and I'm like, I just ate pizza. Like I don't know if I'm gonna.
1: Exactly. Be good. Yeah. And by the way, I had tons of garlic at lunch. Not really. I mean, I thought I. Right afterwards, I was like, "Oh fuck, this poor guy." So if you need to like turn your head or plug oh, your nose, oh, stop
0: it. That's never. It's <laughs> never going to be a thing for me. No, I love no.
1: garlic, but uh, getting back to the nutrition, yeah, yeah. it is super important. I mean, my advice is I'm all about high fat, high healthy fat. Okay. So avocados. Ugh. You don't like avocados? I don't eat
0: fruits or vegetables. <laughs> Well, I, I okay have, we have
1: a lot of work to do because the main thing you need for healthy sex drive healthy sex life performance is antioxidants you need uh nitric oxide you need um arginine you need you need all these things flavonoids and those be- are all in they're so all much. in be- yeah well actually berries
0: i have defied the odds
1: oh that thing's heavy oh my god <laughs> i think he broke my toe oh my god
0: did i land on you i'm so sorry yes, no, that's okay <laughs> i dropped that record
1: so how are you okay so do you like how am i um... alive i don't know okay so berries <laughs> do you like berries no, at least no. you don't like watermelon that's no not really <laughs> who doesn't like watermelon Me. okay so what how, what are we gonna do with you i don't know that's we... <laughs> serious okay here's the thing you're 29 now yeah so when you're younger, you can eat more crap, but as you get older, those issues come up, right. which actually keep you from coming up. And that's when you're really going to want to increase those flavonoids and the antioxidants and everything. And that's all in my book. I want to say clean mm-hmm. and dirty sex and I now I'm concerned now I'm gonna have to bug you <laughs> everyone but nice should way. be I'm a mom so I'm like oh my god you're not eating your fruits and vegetables
0: I mean and please like a gorgeous woman in a dress like acting like my mom being like did you eat your <laughs> do you want to be a good boy oh, yeah, just please keep doing that um <laughs> Now if that, You eat your
1: vegetables. Oh, la, da, 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 da yeah. the breast. No, but really, you really should. What the hell? Okay, so, You <laughs> said so there's no vegetables.
0: You're acting in life? like every adult woman I've dated.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I worry about you. <laughs> I should clarify. You... Hold
0: on. They, all the women I've dated have been adult women. I, I just okay, realized that, like, I was I need about to say that. Like, older that was a adult. weird Over sentence. Over 30. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I view adult as like you own a house or a car. Okay, like, that's I what get being, it. It, you know what I mean? No.
1: When I was your age. <laughs> I was broke, I was still. I was single, I was broke, I was just not, like, what am I doing? It was crazy. So, I don't know. It's tough now. In your tw- I mean, you're 29. Look at you, though. You got a kick-ass podcast. You live in New York City. You're on the prowl getting things shoved in your ass. I don't know. It sounds pretty good to me.
0: <laughs> oh, stop. You flatter me. Um, <laughs> what are we going to do with me? I don't know. Um, I've done a lot of different diets. I did Weight Watchers on and off for several years. That one was the most successful for me, um, but I just have, have eventually phased out of it, and I can't really afford it anymore. Now, is
1: that because of the packaged food, or is it like how does it? Work? I never did. I never oh, good. fucks with I the packaging. I hate pa- all the. Oh, sorry, but all those dieting things don't do them with the well, packaged. I've heard the Weight Watchers is good though, like with the points and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you
0: can eat anything you want so long as you stay within the points. Okay, so that was good for me because it it didn't force me to eat an apple. Incentivize me to eat an apple because I'm like, well, I'm hungry and it's zero points. I'll fucks with this apple from like the food cart, you know, the yeah. cart on the street. Get a
1: pink lady. They're really crisp. They're really nice. Is that a type of a apple? A ho- I yes. really
0: know nothing about. Get a pink fruits.
1: lady <laughs> apple just because it's so delicious and it's crunchy and sweet. What about grapes? I know they have a lot of sugar. I don't. I
0: don't, I don't fucks with grapes. You don't
1: fucks with grapes. I've heard if you freeze grapes, my grandmother used to tell mm-hmm. me this. They're really good. What else?
0: <laughs> I would when like when I was doing a, the other one I did for a while slow carb diet the one that's in that tim ferris book yeah 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 so ha- super fucking hard and miserable but worked like if i yeah. did it f- pounds flew off and so one thing i would do is i would mess with um celery and peanut butter
1: that's good because this peanut butter has a healthy fat and celery so is just get water. one without full of crap no 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 celery has something called andros and it's a it's a hormone that helps with your sex hormones and balance yeah so eat some celery i'm
0: gonna stock up on celery celery is good
1: stuff and in the book there's a whole list of food and what to eat how to make it and great recipes and stuff but there's also i'm very self-deprecating so Uh i share some very funny stories in the book um one of them i'll share if that's okay sure um, so I used to masturbate like a madman when I was a kid okay just, I started at age four which they say is unusual but anyway I masturbated I had an ex like that I didn't think that was
0: weird it you didn't looked, think like,
1: that was no it was little more a little...
0: lot, lot of like humping the like humping the you know stuffed animal and realizing that feels good and then when you
1: were four not
0: me like I had an no ex friend. who oh she was doing she, that she said that she discovered it when she was like four-ish Yeah, yeah
1: I mean but I was like to town so I would lie on my stomach and then I would kind of roll back and forth yeah and I would do it watching TV or in the family and my dad would come and he would kind of like kick the side of my leg and not hard just kind of tap me and he'd be like hi honey and I was like oh hey dad he's like you could do that upstairs but it was the 70s they never said you know this is called masturbation but is this but so clear
0: that that's what you're doing I don't know what I was is doing. your hand underneath you when you're doing it no, or are you just you're just ju- rolling
1: then what are they oh okay but but he was just you know I think they just they weren't I, back then, people didn't say this, but at least they didn't say that's bad. Sure. Like, because that's what happened. So I was at a friend's house, my mm-hmm. friend, Alicia, um, and her very Catholic mother. And they're like six kids are all <laughs> living room watching TV. And I didn't, I don't even realize I was doing it. Mm. And she was like, oh, my God, Lisa, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. It's a sin and this and that. And I just thought, thank God I'm Jewish because we don't yeah. care about that. And my parents are always like, just go in your room and. But I felt guilty because I knew... Because what would happen is it when you do that, it can get irritated. And so I would look at my vagina and be like, oh, God, it looks irritated. Am I hurting myself? But see, I, broke I had it. no... Yeah, I had no one to talk to. <laughs> I had no one to say. That part's not in the book about the broken or irritated vagina, <laughs> but just the part about doing it at a friend's house. It's kind of embarrassing. So where did you, you learn
0: time. about sex? Where did you first start to actually I, understand?
1: You know, it's funny. I was so naive. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Because I was like dateless I was super skinny like gross skinny like back in the 80s women with a figure was a good thing mm. unlike the 90s when everyone was wayfish. now it seems like we're back to curves I mean it's just so fucking annoying I don't know why women can't just be whatever size they are but people called me olive oil I don't know if you know who olive oil yeah, is we yeah yeah from, from Popeye, Popeye. that's yeah. not an attractive cartoon olive
0: oil is cute though well, everyone said I was She's supportive of Popeye, she's really nice, she's got she's kinda of quirky. She's like a Zoe De Chanel of her era.
1: That's a See, I never saw it that yeah. way. Well, the jocks would tease me because my hair was super frizzy, so I didn't have product back then. Or, mm-hmm. So I didn't know what to do with my hair. It was just like this big, puffy mess. So I would slick it back with some oil, believe it or not, like baby oil or Vaseline. I was just ridiculous. And I'd put it in this like high pony and then kind of put rubber bands around it so it looked like olive oil. It was, yeah, I know. They'll it was horrible. I was not. And then the 80s fashion, mix it with that. And I was just skinny, 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 no figure at all. I didn't get my period till a month before I turned 16. I Mm. had no boobs, no, nothing. And uh, so I was just in the dark. I couldn't, I don't, I just didn't know that much. My friends would talk about sex, but kind of hushed hush because I think they didn't want me to feel bad because I couldn't get a date. Every guy that my friends tried to set me up with, they always went out with them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My best friend was like drop dead gorgeous. And it was very frustrating. So I didn't really even know that much about like... I remember going to college. I was still a virgin.
0: But did your parents ever teach you anything?
1: No, because my mom, it's funny, my mom took my sister to get on birth control because okay. she had boyfriends, but I never did. So she never said anything to me. I think she just figured she's not dating. She's not active. She School? doesn't. I mean, I knew about it, but I. it still seemed yeah. really complicated. Oh. You know, like I remember in college, a friend of mine said she had sex in a stairwell. And in my brain, I'm still like, but aren't you in a bed? Aren't mm-hmm. you laying down? Isn't this like you have all your clothes off? Like, I didn't understand the intricacy. I mean, it's really embarrassing. I mm. don't know what the hell was wrong with me. Although on my 18th birthday, I was going tilt you. Okay. Yeah. On my 18th birthday, I did get a great present, which is also in the book, that this guy I met camping um, went down on me. Okay. And he wanted to have sex with me. And I wish I had said yes, because I made the mistake of telling this girl. And we were, I was with my family. I told this girl. She told my older brother that I wanted to have sex. My older brother talked me out of it. You don't know this guy. You've never had sex. It's on a camping trip. Don't, Because he's like a protective. We were really close. Don't lose your virginity this way. This is a stranger. Mm. So my sister and I left in the middle of the night because I told the guy I'd have sex with him the next day. <laughs> and then we left. And I was so mad because I could have gone to college at least having had sex, mm. not feeling like such a fucking loser. You know, like I always felt like all through... High school, mm. so I first had sex with a friend when I was nineteen. And it was terrible because I wasn't into him, and I just wanted to get it over with and then you know, and then I just just was sleeping everywhere once I got used to it so
0: you're saying you were learning through practice, yes, okay, yes, and how long did it take you to learn anything of substance? when I was twenty,
1: <laughs> this is where it all changed. I went to Israel, my grandfather paid for me and my sister to go and stay in a kibbutz. And we went, I took a year off college and I met this guy. I was twenty, he was twenty four, he was bisexual. Mm. He taught me to give a blow job. I had no idea what to do. With, with someone? Him. With him.
0: Yeah, like, but the, he didn't like he didn't go like go get a cute guy to
1: No, he had teach me practice on, on okay. him. <laughs> yeah. He's a smart guy, right? I mean, why have him? And he t- I mean, apparently I'm very good because that guy we spent hours and hours and <laughs> hours on everything and then oh, he was down on me. <laughs> No, it was okay. But it, it was good because then I felt confident. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had something up my sleeve from being this like awkward kind of quirky, weird girl who couldn't get a date to being like the blowjob queen. It was pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Self-proclaimed, I guess, but no complaints. Sure. Yeah.
0: And then so what led you down the path of, uh, of, of public health, of like learning about- the body, like when did you start taking the the body oh, the health stuff with the sex stuff? Yeah. When well, you started that. and nose.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the health stuff started when I was in high school because my mom had severe health problems and then she died when I was in my 20s. Mm. And so that really broke my heart. And I just saw what a struggle it is when you don't have your health. So I started getting really into health when I was around 17 because that's we started having a lot of problems around mm. then. And then the sex stuff came in kind of always like I've always had an interest in that but honestly it wasn't until two years ago when I was talking with a friend and he was joking with me and he said what are your two favorite things and I said clean eating and dirty sex and he said that's a book title and I said fuck that's a book title I'm writing this book
0: (laughs) isn't that great like that's how so many books get written this way where it's like a title and there was no plan to write a book but they're like whatever this title is you should write something for it. I yeah. should write,
1: exactly. And so to make a long story short, this woman who, oh, wow. Did oh, I do that? Yes, you did, but that's
0: fine. <laughs> do you have a secret switch? Yeah, oh. there was
1: years, and uh, we're in our, my studio.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. Where
1: I did not know that I even had like. So
0: I am like, surrounded by every dieting book every, that's ever been written.
1: Yeah, you can borrow whatever you every want. Every
0: single one yeah. is here. I've read all uh. these books. And and so there's just stacks and stacks of books. So I leaned into one stack and like hit a, uh, this hidden light switch behind, <laughs> literally a hidden light switch behind all the books.
1: There's so many books you can see. I don't even have room for. And there's about 500 more upstairs. And which um,
0: which of these books do I pull to open up the secret uh, I know. Alleyway? Wouldn't that be yeah. cool? Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: I would love that. But anyway, long story short. I was talking with a friend who has a published book, and she said, "At least you need to write a book." And I said, well, mm. "I have this idea," and I told her the title, and she said, "I'm going to get, I'm going to email my um, literary agent right now." And within ten minutes, I had a literary agent. She loved the Amazing. idea. Amazing. And I even said, "I'm not a good writer," which I'm not, <laughs> and that's unfortunately. Um, but I have the connections, I have the platform, and I have the education, so I can do. And I was a sex educator for a while, so I can uh. do this. And uh, so, honestly, with the help of my brother and sister. My sister's a great writer. My brother's fucking funniest person I ever met. Um, mm. We wrote a book.
0: So what? What's uh? What, was there anything you discover? I'm assuming you did extra research on the ties between sex and eating, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot. So of in addition stuff, to whatever yeah. you already knew. What, what yeah. was the thing that was most surprising to you that you hadn't known before this?
1: You know, I think I knew how important food is i talk about a lot of my shows is food as medicine mm. but one of the things i think was just looking at the studies about especially flavonoids that are found in berries in particular Flavonoids
0: that just sounds made up i'm just telling you <laughs> like if if you were my mom and i was 12 and you told me i need to eat more flavonoids i would tell you you're making that up to get me to eat this <laughs>
1: I'm not. But just like how much of a difference it can make. I mean, there's men who reverse their erectile dysfunction through diet. Mm, Now, it's also through exercise. You can't just... But one of the things, too, is I interviewed over 50 people in this book, different experts from sexologists, psychologists, dietitians, uh, medical doctors who have Mm. a more integrative bend. Uh, One of the people in the book I love, his name is Dr. Dudley Danoff, and he's a urologist. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote a book called Penis Power, which is such a funny name. He's just like (laughs) I'm going to stick
0: to the alliteration (laughs) that's followed me in life as Dudley. What was it, Dudley Danoff? Yeah,
1: (laughs) yes, Penis Power. He's out of UCLA, I think Mount Sinai. He's fucking great, but he was telling me that when men come to see him, if they're out of shape, he'll say, "Look, I'll give you Viagra, Cialis, whatever, as a bridge, but you need to make these lifestyle changes." And he said most of the time the guys come back, and the ones who've made the changes are like, "I don't need that pills anymore." And it's really astounding. And it's not, the thing is, it's not just sexual health. It's overall health. Like I've told people, even if you're celibate, you could get this book and still benefit because it talks about motivation. It talks about how to make the changes, why to make the changes. It gives you all these different, all this advice from all these different people. Yeah. Cause I thought my shows are popular because I interview the best of the best. Why not fucking put them in a book? Mm-hmm. And there it is guide to, you know, basically a whole health, healthy lifestyle change guide right there. But yeah. I do encourage people to have sex. <laughs>
0: oh, that, yeah, also that too. Also that too. <clears throat> I, I feel, what, even if I'm not fucking that much, like last year when I was still in this longer relationship I was in, uh, we had a period of time where, like, I wasn't really, though we were non monogamous the whole time. Yeah. I wasn't really sleeping with anyone else or maybe one other person, kind of, or wasn't really like swiping through. Didn't feel sexy, didn't feel great. Uh, but I was then working out this, this listener prick shout out to prickly peach somewhere mm-hmm. out on the West coast. He, uh, he's like this, fit, uh, personal trainer type guy. He sends me a spread. I was like, ah, I want to get back in the gym, but I don't want a gym membership. Like, uh, cause like, you know, poor. So he sends me a spreadsheet of all these different exercises to do. He's like, here's, uh, you know, do three of these uh, each week. You know, you do three of these whichever one and log your scores here's how you score each one yeah uh you just cycle through these exercises <clears throat> i'm gonna check in see how your progress is going and they were these were all exercise routines that took anywhere from like 10 to 30 minutes yeah so i'd be body like weight
1: exercise. yeah it's all body weight yeah, it's all it's bur- amazing what you burpees do.
0: push-ups pull-ups um you know squats yep. mountain climber, yeah mountain climbers stuff like you that you don't
1: have to join a gym there's I, so I, much go for a freaking walk right yeah. and do all this stuff with your body weight
0: yeah i That's loved great. it and i was working out six uh five to six days a week felt clean now my now i wasn't doing anything dieting i didn't pair it with a diet so my weight wasn't necessarily going down yeah. that much but i felt fit i felt cleaner i wasn't stuffing myself that much and i just like it felt overall good yeah. in, in good health and that had this like mental uh, i was in a better fucking mood
1: it really makes a difference. It does. And, you know, they say it's the 80 percent's in the kitchen, 20 percent's working out. Mm. So if you really want to have sustained weight loss or any weight yeah. loss, you really have to get in the kitchen and make the changes. But that's, you know, I can help you because now, like I said, you've got to eat. There's got to be a vegetable or fruit. Come on. Str- no, I vegetables can't believe- are
0: easier because they, you know, a lot of them are somewhat tasteless, but.
1: You put dressing.
0: Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> think I don't like dressing.
1: <laughs> Before you leave today, I'm making you a salad, and I'm telling you, I have this dressing I can that you like, love.
0: See, I can eat like like a Caesar salad without the Caesar dressing. Yeah, I can do that, or with chicken. I don't or like chicken.
1: I'm kind of weird about dressing too. But
0: I just don't like creamy, I don't yeah, like stuff. Meh. I think the mo- there, there's an olive, there's a oil olive oil vinaigrette type. There's some sort of Italian vinaigrette. Dressing that my hometown restaurant that I grew up going to, they make it that one good. I can handle. really. But I can't, it's all the, they all feel gross. Yeah. They all I feel feel slimy. They uh-huh. feel, eh, you know, now you like, got to
1: get Bragg's B R A G G S. Uh-huh. It's a Vina, it's a vinaigrette. And I usually don't like vinaigrette. I'm telling you my daughter, 14, she'll eat salad every day with that stuff on it. Mm. It's really good. Here's where
0: food gets in, uh, in a, Interrupts my sex and dating life in a very different way, and uh-huh. that because I now I don't want to call myself a picky eater, but I'm okay. pickier than most. Sure, and in, in going out to dinner with someone if they are a newer partner, that becomes I. Someone wanted to go on a first date to dinner, yeah, and I was like, I know because I don't want them to find out I'm like a weird eating Um, person or fussing over like oh is there anything at this restaurant you can eat it's like yes i'll find something i just don't want you to worry about me exactly so now there's this this anxiety about ordering the food yeah that i don't want to deal with until someone has like fallen in love with me and can't get out easily
1: (laughs) is it like an on the side kind of thing because i do that a lot i'll have Um, this on the side that i'm like the harry Met Sally on the side i
0: get a hamburger either sometimes with bacon sometimes without and then nothing else on it
1: I get a I get a hamburger wrapped in lettuce. So I do sometimes really do that. Nutty, that was
0: right? a when I was doing the slow carb, I had to switch to that. Yeah. And that I can do. I like that. Lettuce wrap, but like I don't have like tomato, no garnish, no, no cheese. I don't like cheese. Either. Sometimes I throw extra so bacon on it. we should be it. dating. That, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so so but that is an anxiety that I think we don't talk about often of the like ordering the food with someone or eating in front of someone else. Yeah. How many times that, do you hear about someone who said, "Oh, you know, oh, I, I don't want to order If you're not eating, because I don't want to just be eating in front of you.
1: See, I have no problem with that. I love to eat. Yeah, yeah, I'll eat. I'll eat anything. I'm not one of those women you go out and you just eat like a bird. Right. My husband used to crack up because we would go out to eat. I would have an entree and then I'd have a second entree. It was so good. Whoa. But no dessert. Just two. If I really like the entree, sometimes a third. Now, that was when I was in my 30s. Now, when you get older, you eat like that. I'll be as big as a house. Were you still
0: like same shape?
1: um yeah i mean i was much i was probably too thin then because now i'm like a you were th- you
0: were You were thinner and and we're eating three entrees
1: yes lady <laughs> wow you made me feel lately i've been feeling like i'm a house but i think it's because you think get you older we'll, think, well when you get older stuff starts to shift that's what i'm saying get uh-huh. get Workout now.
0: <laughs> well, working out's always been easier for me. I have a, a shoulder injury. I'm just finished yeah, like recovering thing. from, so I had to switch off a body of uh, of body weight stuff and switch back to like careful. You know dumbbells, but I want to get it's, back to where it's I'm- hard
1: when you're injured. I get injured constantly. Yeah. It's so frustrating, and, and
0: it's it's damaged my fucking mental health. And it I, does. and I felt less sexy because of it. Yep, because here I was a guy. I'm strong, I'm fit. Like I don't have abs, but like I can run a mile in seven thirty, and I can do this many pull ups, and I felt fit. Yeah. And when you feel fit, you feel sexy. And it's not about I think I don't think this is about fat and thin. I don't think this has to do with fat thing or a weight. No, thing. I don't yeah. It's about fitness, like overall health and I agree. And I agree. Yeah, I yeah. think
1: I'm one of the few people in the health world that I don't like that like you have to be a twig. You have to have, you know, ripped dabs and this and that. I think a certain, if you, yeah. no, no. If you're moving your body, there's this great Uh, I don't know if it's an organization, but it's health at every size. It's a a philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, you could be a twig eating Twinkies. You just happen to be thin. And you can be a larger person doing yoga every day. It's healthier to be the larger person doing yoga every day. I'm not a sizist, uh, I guess. Yeah. I think I made that up. But I don't know. It just bugs me. That's the whole fitness thing. And now with Instagram and all the fucking pictures, and it's just overload. You know, social media is... Tough.
0: Well, there is a thing in your industry going on about like whether someone can be fat and fit, right?
1: I think they can. Yeah, but then other people are. What's like, that you debate can't. like? It's frustrating, you know, because again, like I said, you can be thin and not do anything and eat crap, and you're just th- and that's how I was until I was like forty. I could eat anything, mm. although I didn't, but I could. <laughs> I mean, I could eat lots and lots of food, and most of the time it was healthy, but still, it was like a ridiculous amount, and I would just be a twig. Mm. And then after I had my daughter. Then things started to, you know, starts to shift a little bit. Um, but I think I, I honestly I just think there's a lot of bias against fat people. I mean, let's well, be yeah. honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like a it's a prejudice that you can still have. And it's be an the new movement. And, yeah. Uh,
0: is, is the for the of the fat shaming. Yeah. It's like the new movement thing. Yeah. Really, the only people you can still playfully make fun of are ugly people. Yeah, it's the only because there's no coalition of the ugly or anything like that going on. <laughs> Co- there's no there's no like unfortunate faces Aww. of America.
1: Unfo- <laughs> that's, <laughs> unfortunate. that's not a thing. Th- there's this. Commun- we should, well, we're too good looking to start that. No, now no, stop it. No, I, I don't want people to think I'm conceited. <laughs> Trust me. I was so funny looking for so many years as a teen. I could have been in that. You should have said Me disaster. too. Once upon a
0: time. So oh, how, mm-hmm. how have you as a sex positive person interact with like the Howard Stern world? Because although, you know, I don't. It's it's of a different generation, so they are not, let's say, using sex positive PC terminology or always having the right mindset on certain issues, I sure. would say.
1: I think at the end of the day though, like if something comes up Howard's always super outspoken in terms of gay rights and like sure. why the fuck like why wouldn't that guy make a fucking cake for people getting gay people get sure. like get over it you know like stop being such an idiot he's really cool about transgender stuff so I think even though they tease Ronnie the limo driver about getting stuff shoved up his ass at the end of the day they're just like it's cool I think part of a lot of it's stick uh-huh. you know I mean. I'm not like a Howard insider, but it is my dream to meet him. Howard.
0: <laughs> oh, you um, haven't met. You haven't met him. No,
1: yet. no I no. was on the wrap-up show, but I did show. sit next to uh, Baba Bowie, Gary oh, okay. Delavate, So that was pretty exciting. He's very nice. Um, but yeah, I think it's they just have such an accept- accepting atmosphere there, uh. and it's not like the '80s where he just interviews strippers all the time. You know, like it's a really different. Nothing that there's sure. anything wrong with that. <laughs> it's just a different kind of thing. I was so, just curious
0: if there's ever like a you felt if you ever felt pressure. To like speak up when you heard something that might be off in the way that like if I'm in a group of like male comics and some people are spouting off on some bullshit, you know, maybe making suggestions that, you know, yo I I never want my daughter to be a porn star. I'll be like, oh, we're going to have to mm, pause real quick. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you ever. No,
1: I mean, when that. I was on there, they were just, you know, asking me different questions about some of the stuff that was going on and different things about anything having to do with sex. But it was very, I mean, it was all very positive. It was a good experience. But now so.
0: you're 20, pl- 20 plus years or 20 years, you said? Oh, 20 mar- years of with marriage?
1: My, uh, 18 years of marriage, 20 years together.
0: So 20 years together monogamously, monogamously with your husband, you know, how are you the one that they go to for the sex stuff?
1: ah that's a good question well it was like sex and health sure right so uh, so you think well that's interesting so you think you have to be not well i had
0: no 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 no. i don't think you have to be i'm just asking in what way i hadn't
1: thought about that well i had so many years where i was just wildly sexual sure
0: but this is also a a very different time that i was years ago
1: yeah that's true that's true yeah i mean i can't be up on like if they were having a show on you know apps and tinder and that kind of thing i would not be the go-to sex person But
0: But why are you their go-to sex person or one of their go-to sex people? It's
1: because of the clean. (laughs) I honestly think it's because of the clean eating dirty sex. It's a fucking great title. (laughs) And then they met me and I'm fun. And I was, you know, shared stuff and we laughed and I was able to educate. What they did with me the first time, just so you know, it was more on health topics. It wasn't so much about sex. And they went through every single guys from Gary, why does he clear his throat all the time? To, um... You know Ronnie's pegging to um, Sal's uh, depersonalization, derealization experiences. To um, JD, is he on the spectrum? Is he because my daughter's on the spectrum? Is he not on the spectrum? I mean, it oh was. God, all- can
0: we have that talk at some point? Yeah. Cause yeah, I feel like the jury is still out on me.
1: Yeah, really? Okay, well, let me show you something real quick. Because
0: <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, do I make eye contact because like I'm just comfortable with it or because I was taught I'm supposed to and I'm really good at rules? I just um, wanted to show
1: you that because that's my first book. it's nothing look- to do with sex, but I'm really proud of it. So I'd like to just mention it. And I looked, honest to God, I did not plan this. I looked right at the shelf and it was like, boom.
0: Well, this show isn't just sexual. We talk about love and relationships. This book is titled Easy to Love but Hard to Live With, Real People, Invisible Disabilities, True Stories. Now, the, the top part, is this is a book about dating me uh, easy to love but hard to live with this is about me yeah uh, the rest of it is to be determined
1: <laughs> well there is a great interview with Henry Winkler and I know a lot of young people will be like who okay he was on Arrested Development but he was the fawn he was the hey come on people yeah. you guys still know, know people him. still know because he's ev- the fucking best every such three a nice years guy. they
0: throw him in a pretty big enough movie that we're like oh yeah that guy
1: I love him anyway he is amazing so he had dis- or has dyslexia, dyslexia. Yeah. his parents called him a dumb dog growing up People uh-huh. treated them like crap. Cause back then people just thought you were stupid and lazy. Right. So I wrote a story about having a mother with severe sensory processing disorder who was just said told she was crazy. Uh-huh. And then I have a daughter who has autism spectrum, ADHD, and dyslexia. And so the book is about people who have the disabilities. They have their own stories. This is adults. Most stuff is for kids. That's why I wanted to do a book where adults get to share their experiences. It's also mental health issues. There's bipolar, schizophrenia. There's a lot of other mental health issues in here. Anything where you look at the person and you can't tell that there's a brain-based disorder or issue, difference. And then the other half of the book is people who love them. Because I was able to write about my mother, like having a daughter and my mother be similar and the challenges that come with that. And people were able to talk about, you know, I love my bipolar sister, but she's a fucking pain in the ass, you know, and it's it's not PC, but it's real. And people really, you know, gravitated towards it who, who have these issues because you feel like you're so alone. I mean, that's how I felt when, you know, and I lost my mother in my 20s. So I didn't figure out that she had sensory processing disorder until after she died. She never got diagnosed. She died thinking that she needs to just get over her anxiety. And that happens to a lot of people. So I don't know how to segue back to the. Like, I know so you're I'm the go-to to sex person.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> 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 fine. Sometimes but no, we get I'm glad.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't mean to. But I just look over, and I, I'm just so proud of that book. And I didn't write it. I'm. uh It's 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 technically it should say edited by Triffa Bliven Chazanoff M.A. and produced by Lisa Davis. I didn't do any uh, of the editing. I'm the one your who agent helped did, find good negotiation. No, 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 no. Trisha did got the yourself. editing. She's a fucking amazing. No, I
0: meant I meant good negotiation. Got you an edited yeah. by title. Uh, yes, credit.
1: Yes. But it should. I don't think they put produced on a book, but they should because I didn't I didn't edit. anything. I would read a story someone sent and I'd be like, that's amazing. Trisha would read it. Mm. Now, granted, she has OCD and she'd say, oh, my God, this is going to take me hours to fix. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She would resend me the story. Same story, but just written so much clearer. Same tone, same everything, but just like it flowed like magic. Mm. And I'm like. I don't know how to do that. That's so cool. But I'm going to keep everyone on track and I'm going to produce what's happening. I'm going to, you know what I mean? So, but they don't have that on a book, but they should. No. <laughs> I should start a revolution. <laughs> Be a book producer. <laughs>
0: As for the uh, for the disabilities or, or differences you can't see, yeah, you mentioned on your show, uh, one one of your many shows uh, I was listening to on the drive up here, oh, great. that you, I don't know if
1: you were saying it flippantly or seriously, but um, sex addiction? Oh, no, I wasn't being flip. I know I was going to bring that up. I don't know if it was, it was more like a sex love addiction where I think because being ignored so much. At growing up, mm. I mean, my was kind of neglected because my mother was ill and didn't know what sure. was wrong with her. And and, so no,
0: and nobody wa- was taking nobody sexual wanted interest. interest in
1: me. And so once they did, I really thrived off it to the point of, it would be more like I meet a guy, I sleep with him on the first night, and if he didn't call me, I literally would act like I lost the love of my life. Mm. And then I would do this again and again and again and again. And it was sad because there was a point where I remember just crying and being so devastated and I did I couldn't be alone for like a second. I mm. remember in graduate school, I was there was no guys that I there was no apps back then. Yeah it's the late 90s. I couldn't meet anybody. There was one guy in my class. I wasn't even that attracted to him, yet I brought him over and seduced him. And then I'm like, ugh, I really don't like him. He fell for me, and then I just dumped his ass. And I was like, that was really shitty. Like mm. I just needed that attention. I needed someone to be like, oh Lisa, you're so wonderful. You're so great. So it played out sexually, but I think it was more of like a, I don't know what you would call that, but I think that's, mm. it definitely was damaging to me. Sure. It really I mean, the, was. The part where it's, you know, about
0: the feeling like you lost someone monumental after just fucking one time, that just seems like, you know, not ever getting kind of taught or 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 learning what like healthy relationships are like or what, you know, expectations and things like that. It just sounds like, you know.
1: Yeah. W- yeah. Whatever. I well, but, the but, but, thing the, is, so- but the
0: part of like sure. sleeping with people, to get the attention.
1: That's a sex addiction thing, isn't it, kind uh, I, of? I, I don't know. Well, there's
0: many who say sex addiction isn't even an addiction. Well, That's I don't a believe thing. that. But, I mean... I mean, other than like extreme cases, I, I would I should say that there are people there are people who think that is an overdiagnosed sure thing, yeah. Whereas in maybe just someone's fucking a lot and just like not yeah, <clears throat> you know, having good judgment, at th- sure. That yeah, nature. but
1: if you use sex as an escape, to me that is the same way you can use shopping or you can use food. You know, yeah. I joke I have a lot of food sensitivities. Yeah. If I could have eaten like ten peanut butter sandwiches a day, I wouldn't have been sleeping around. I really feel that way. Like if I could have sure. fed myself another way, yeah. Although I don't actually I mean that's probably not true because I still liked that male attention because I never got it, um, but you know I, I'd feel too sick after eating 10 peanut butter sandwiches, so it was easier just to sleep around. And I should—I mean, it wasn't every guy I would get like, "Oh my god, I yeah. have to be with you," but there'd be this urgency where anytime I was single. I couldn't stand it for a second. I had to find somebody, anybody.
0: Uh, uh, someone to sleep with or just sleep someone with, to date, to be dating?
1: Yes, dating, sleep with, be with Whatever. me. Just yeah.
0: some, sorry, yeah, not being alone. Not
1: being alone, yeah.
0: Why well, connect with the whole, you know, finally getting attention from the opposite sex and then being like, oh my God, you know, because like nobody wanted to touch me for forever until i got to college and all of a sudden everyone's like oh you're blue eyes i'm like i know it's
1: beautiful how they not get noticed in high school i don't know they get got it.
0: noticed but would be like this is the type of conversation that would happen with, with women in high school either i would write her like love poetry and then her friend would be like yeah no, she doesn't like you that way she sees you as just a friend and we weren't even friends so i'm like that seems weird <laughs> you could just say like oh she just doesn't like you it's not like we were hanging out and then yeah. i profess my love it was like we never really interacted, and then I would profess my love.
1: <laughs> so,
0: so you can't say, like, oh, I see you as just a friend, because, like, no, you don't. You're
1: not my fucking friend, yeah. Yeah,
0: like... <laughs> no, I
1: was always cute. Oh, Lisa's cute, yeah. but oh. no one wanted to go out with me, but I was right. cute. You know, I had, like, pretty eyes, yeah. and I was cute, and...
0: But, but So I would get either the that first one, or I would have... Because I was a little, you know, I was chubbier, or... Um, and I even look at pictures now. I wasn't like that out of shit. I think I just was no, that self No, isn't that weird
1: when you look at yourself? And I look, I found some old pictures. I was like, I actually was okay. I don't yeah. get like all... Kids were so... When, when they I, say
0: the same I, thing to you every day for so you long. start to believe that way. it. I'm like, I guess I'm fat. I don't think I'm fat, but yeah. like, I guess I am. They seem very convinced. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I was like weirdly unpopular in grammar school. And I'm telling you, I found like all the old class pictures... I was one of the cutest kids in the class, yet they treated me like a leper. And I think it's because I came from my house was my mother and my brother fought all the time and my mother was sick and my dad was always out. You know, he was a good person. Like he was on the school board fighting for men to have time off when their babies are born. This is in the 70s. Like he was really progressive and into recycling and into this and that. But he was never around because he was out while my mom was ill and didn't know what was wrong with her and everything bothered, smells, sounds. She couldn't drive on the freeway. She hid in her room for hours in the dark. And he's off doing great things for the world, but we fucking need you at home, right? Yeah. But anyway, but my point was that I think because I was shy, I was withdrawn and I was mm. depressed. I was unhappy. The kids, you're like easy target, you same, know? Same,
0: same. No self-love, no self-worth. No, they were no. like, that's the guy. I didn't matter where I showed up. Yeah. Born in school, my local grade school, fucking at sleepweight Camp in California, yep. they will be like, wherever group of adolescents I'm amongst, they could always be like, this is the one we are going to take gonna, out or whatever on. Yep,
1: exactly. Yeah. And then- I and then I was cute, and then puberty hit, and it was a nightmare. Like my yeah. nice kind of long silky hair turned literally turned to fuzz, and then everyone started getting figures except for me, and it was that kind of thing. And then, like I mentioned earlier, my best friend was gorgeous, and luckily she never abandoned me. She mm. never be, she could have become one of the popular mean girls like that pretty, but never did. We're still best friends, mm. anyway. So it was just it was hard. because like you felt I I kind of like felt like a loser since like first grade because the way the kids treated me, and then. You're not developing in the same way. You're not yeah. dating. You're not doing the things. I mean, my, my exciting. You know, set evenings were spent watching Love Boat and um, Fantasy Island, yeah. you know.
0: And <laughs> if I think anybody that,
1: knows what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> and I, People know, people know. But, okay. I, I, but I think that's why I like, like, making out is my second favorite thing to oh, do. It's my first favorite yeah. thing
1: to do. <laughs> I, love, I love kissing. Making out's a great Luckily, thing. Luckily, my husband's an amazing kisser.
0: Fantastic. Oh, God. Uh, and kiss but... for
1: hours. I love kissing. It's hard, though, because we're busy and the yeah. kid. and Don't get me started with summer. Cause see, my daughter, at least in, uh, during the school year, she takes a bus, so we could fuck when she's yeah. at school. But now she's with, she's Fucking here around. all the time. She's here all the time.
0: I don't want to go camp. I'm not you even fucking gonna have to. I
1: know. I'm not even gonna tell you how long it's been. It's been a while. Well, not a while. Since, but since a couple, y'all
0: two got down. A Couple
1: weeks. Cause it's oh. just been welcome to married life with a hey. with a with a child. I, I don't know who your de- you're. I'm guessing your demographic is young, but I would hope. No, so. Th- I think? Would say, I think
0: it's like twenty five to forty five
1: yeah yeah oh that's cool yeah that's cool plenty, okay. plenty, so they got kids they know Plenty of, of
0: parents listening to this right now they know. i know it's yeah.
1: tough it's tough but you got to make it happen oh absolutely. hide in the bathroom <laughs> really do whatever you can yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yes you know shorter sessions little quickies here and yes, there that's yeah yeah exactly that was a thread in our so we have a secret super secret patreon only facebook group called the champagne room
1: nice and
0: uh one of the questions that someone posed recently was like you know, fellow parents, like, how do you get it on with, you know, with the kids around or do you wait to, like, asking for their yeah. logistical tips and be like, you know, I got four kids. The fuck do I do? I'm trying to fuck my husband or yeah. my boyfriend or my partner or exactly. my dates, whatever. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then,
0: but this, I think, and I think this part of the, you know, the the 20 years of an argument, I, th- I was like, there's no way you could be a sex addict and get and get away with that. You know what I mean?
1: True. Although, let me say the flirting online, I was getting a little bad with that, but I'm not going to get into details because, you know. But no, there was, when I first got on social media, I got so much attention and I got all these DMs and I would like spend time.
0: Tap back into the old. It
1: did. It was bad.
0: It's a new type of attention. It was a new type of attention. So it didn't have to be sex. It just had to be attention. It wasn't sex. It's just
1: attention. And I Mm -hmm. would like engage with people and then they would say sexy things and then I'd be like, I shouldn't say anything. And then I'd kind of say something, but oh, I'm married, but I would kind (laughs) of. Oh, you're bad. Oh, you're bad. (laughs) Oh, you're Um, so bad. You're bad, but please go on. (laughs) Tell me how beautiful I am. And then that became bad because I would be like, did this guy write? Th-? Even if it wasn't sexual, it was still like, oh, my God. I, and then I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd be upset. I'd be like, oh, my God, that so-and-so guy hasn't written me in a week. And I'm like, honey, you're married. You're not. Yeah. See, what do you, What is wrong with you? So it did. I actually went. I told my husband I was yeah. having trouble. Um, this story I can share because sure. he knows about this. So because I was such a loser in high school in the dating world, um, even though I had like a good group of friends and stuff, I wanted to go to my... Um, well, now you're going to hold I am. I'm 50. Okay. okay. I wanted to go to my 30 um, year high school reunion. This was a few years ago. And my husband's like, you hated high school. Why do you want to go so bad? I'm like, no, I want to go. I want to go. The reason I want to go so bad is there was a guy that I had a huge crush on all through high school who we were kind of friends, but he never saw me as anything. And he saw me, you know, in a few years ago in a picture and he's like, wow, you're so beautiful now. Look at you. And, that, and then we started talking. He's like, you should come to a reunion. He's like, you want to go to the reunion? to meet some guy that, you know, didn't, that ignored you in high, like he knows me so well. It's like, he ignored you in high school. Oh, sorry. And now he's paying attention to you and you want to go and see him. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, you're not going to that reunion. I'm like, no, I want to go. And usually, he's not that type of like, you're not going, but I was kind of, I was like, you know what? I, I don't think I should, because I think because the attention can turn into something else. I don't know if I would have done anything, But it was also, it didn't, I didn't like that I was going in that direction in terms of like seeking, it wasn't about I'm dissatisfied with my sex life or I want to be more experimental. It's more like that unhealthy need. See what I mean? And that's the difference between I want to be non-monogamous because I really want to have these experiences versus I feel I'm getting older and I'm losing attractiveness or I'm doing this or I'm do- whatever yeah. it is. Like that's
0: an that's healthy, but the other thing, the other you know thing not. Wasn't... And that that's a, that's a more inside that's on a, a you thing to do. So when with. he said
1: you're not yeah. going, I I was glad he said that cuz I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go because I mean I really if I really wanted to go I would have gone. But yeah. I'm like and then the guy ended up being this just like horrible racist awful person. I'm like, I but I didn't know that cuz I didn't take the time. I was like, "Oh, this guy like in high school thinks I'm hot." I, I should go and see him. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, he's such a piece of shit.
0: It's it's it one of the follies awful. of being And I would have <laughs>
1: ruined everything. Oh no. <laughs> and I hate you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like what if you went up there and then you cheated on your husband with this guy and then you find out he's a racist Oh, like, like white oh, power. They've been like
1: the worst, like the white power kind of oh, person. And no. I'm a Jew. I'm like, what do you even? Tiny knows I'm a Jew. I guess he made an exception. But I'm like, what are you even doing?
0: <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm a Jew, and he's like, eh, it's 2018. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The white white nationalists are like, fine, let the Jews in, but the blacks Forget no. Forget it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they still hate us, but um. Yeah, so that's when I was like, I need to go. So I went yeah. and saw this sex addiction therapist. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, like three years ago. But I didn't I didn't really jive with her, and it was really expensive. And honestly, she lived in this fucking, not lived. She worked in this building that is the most confusing place ever. Like, you couldn't get lost in there for an hour mm-hmm. just trying to find the, and she even, she's like, I have to leave this building. <laughs> like, no one can ever find me. I just didn't feel like she got me, so I stopped seeing her. Food-wise. Yes,
0: what are some like? We're like two or three like fucking don't do it. It's gonna just destroy.
1: Okay, the worst this. thing you can do is uh first of all trans fat, as everybody knows about trans fat, I, hydrogenated I, oils.
0: I I read labels. You're not you supposed have to, to, to say trans fat. It's transgender fat now. Okay, <laughs> you have to. Transgender fat. I use the right term. No, uh trans LB- fats.
1: L B Q, Q- T fats. No, it's just trans fats, and they're not good. Uh, transgender is fine.
0: How do the trans fats do- uh, They're in
1: almost all- You have to read labels.
0: But how do they affect the sexual- They're really
1: bad for your arteries. Okay. Here's something that might blow people's mind, but may hopefully not. If you pay attention to health, the whole saturated fat thing, being bad for your heart, is bullshit. It's based on a study from 1950 from a guy named Ansel Keys, who basically was making money and uh, the sugar industry is involved in the whole thing. And it's really sugar and white flour- and white rice and processed stuff that is going to raise your triglycerides, which is bad for your heart, it's gonna clog your arteries. It's not saturated fat, it's not cholesterol. So if you call me up and go, oh my God, my, like my brother's like, oh, my cholesterol is so high. I was like, you need to read The Food Shaman by Dr. Chef Mike Fenster. He's fucking mm. awesome, he's in my book. And you really need to understand that it's processed foods that's killing us because that's the has the trans fats, the artificial colors, the artificial flavors, the preservatives. My go-to meal, a little bit of grass-fed meat. You don't want to eat factory farm meat, though. I have yeah. to be very clear on that. You want to eat grass-fed meat, some healthy fat. If you don't like avocados, have some olive oil on your salad, have coconut oil. By the way, this whole American... My, Ameri- my oh, salad? Sorry. Yes.
0: What what salad? I'm going to get you to eat salad. What salad am You're I You're going to eat salad.
1: <laughs> so I also want to just say that the American Heart Association is just so in the pockets of big agriculture and makes me sick. They are like up the butt of this, in not a good way, uh, oh. of the soybean oil and the you know vegetable oil industry because it's that vegetable oil. People, oh, vegetable oil is good for you. No, it's not. It's really not good for what you. What about
0: coconut oil? Coconut
1: oil is good for you and that's the bullshit what that the AMA I, came what? out and said it's not because of saturated fat. But they don't understand the saturated fat is, again, not the culprit. It is the highly processed foods.
0: Now, what can I put coconut oil besides my dick? Because right now, that's the only usage I've had for coconut oil.
1: I honestly don't like coconut oil. So, what I do is you get something called MCT oil, which Mm. is made from coconut oil. And there's a vanilla flavor, which is really good. Just throw it in a smoothie, throw it in a whey drink. Make sure you have grass fed everything. That's the thing. If you're going to eat meat, I'm not a big dairy fan, but if you're, my daughter is a fucking cheese fanatic. So, I say you can eat grass fed cheese. I still don't like it, but you can eat some grass fed cheese. So, my thing is so it's not it's not the like stereotypical paleo where people picture people with big drumsticks and like nothing else. I'm more of like a big salad, lots of fruits and vegetables, grass fed meats, organic chicken, you know cage free eggs, you want that yolk really yellow, avocados, health you know nuts seeds, and how does dark chocolate help, how does this
0: help my sex life?
1: It's gonna help your sex life because everything's gonna flow better. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about erectile issues, or even just in general, women having more blood flow down there, it's going to help with lubrication. It's going to help with sensation. It's going to help with the clitoral sensation. So just as much as you can, just I know it's hard. But if you can stay away from packaged foods as uh, much as you can. What's wrong with going to the store? And, and, and I know grass-fed meat's expensive, so you eat it less often. Mm-hmm. But why not have a little meat? Have a yam. Yams are really good because they don't fuck with your blood sugar. I don't even know
0: what a yam is. Okay,
1: I'm going to have to make you... I'm going to have to... Before you go, I'm going to have to cook for you. This is ridiculous. Um but yeah, that's that's a good thing. And I gotta get you to like avocados. I didn't like avocados for years. Mm. Now I love them. Put salt, get sea salt, pink Himalayan sea salt, or, or excuse pink Himalayan salt or sea salt on it. Um, it's delicious. Do uh, you don't like guacamole? And don't dip chips in it.
0: I don't dip chips just, in anything.
1: I just eat it with I, a spoon. I, I
0: I like that's the thing. My my first ex when I, my freshman year of college, she would say I was on like a beige diet. Yeah, like anything that was tan, I would eat.
1: You know what? you know what you would probably like. Sounds weird, but you can make breads, desserts, cake, cookies, whatever from almond flour. It's unbelievable. It sounds weird. You can't tell the difference, and it tastes actually better. Like you can go online and just Google almond flour cookies, or better yet, order clean eating, dirty sex, and <laughs> ah, you dude. will get some kick-ass desserts that are very low in sugar. Um, Because it real, honestly, really sugar is the killer. And I've been trying to quit lately and I've been having some trouble because I discovered this awesome, it's called Nada Moo. It's this coconut milk ice cream. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. Oh my God.
0: I'm more partial to the Halo Top.
1: Ah, A yes. A pint
0: for 200 calories. Give it to me.
1: <laughs> I've seen that. Is, that, is calories, that dairy like ice cream? That.
0: Probably. Okay, I've seen that. It's like 400 calories okay, I'm, for an entire pint. You're
1: at least going to try the Natamu before sure. you go. I have some upstairs. Oh my God, get the vanilla and you put a little cinnamon mm-hmm. on it or do you not like cinnamon? Cinnamon's cinnamon, really good. I can fuck
0: with some cinnamon. Cinnamon
1: is really good for your metabolism. <laughs> okay. It's really good. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, Just stick with what grows. I say if it, what is it? If it swims, roams the land, or grows out of the ground, it's good. Yeah. Don't get factory farm meat though. Oh. <laughs> that's a hard thing. I mean, I go out to eat. I won't get... I won't get meat unless I know in most places. I don't, I think there was one, Oh, this is my story. There was a place in New York, why oh, was that funny, but it was called Gustav, <laughs> um, Gustav Organics or Gustav Organics or something. It was so good. It was paleo restaurant with some vegan stuff. So they had actual grass fed meats and they had the best fucking food ever. Every time I went to New York, which wasn't that often, but whenever I did, I would go there. Gust Organics, it was called Gust oh. Organics. Then I was planning a trip to go and I Googled it because a friend was going to meet me there and it said it closed. I'm like, what the fuck? This was like the only good, really great organic paleo restaurant. So it turns out the guy who owns it hooked up with the vegan. She convinced him to go all vegan. They went out of business. <laughs> Nothing against vegans, but if you're going to have a restaurant that can actually have good local grass fed meat, don't ruin it for people who like it. There's tons of vegan restaurants in New York, Right. This was it, mm. so bummed, <laughs> so bummed, bummed. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, I gotta ask this one question because I think this is the question that so many us, us, us dudes, as penis havers have. Sure. Is it true that we can eat things to make our cum taste better?
1: Yes, one yeah. of them is pineapple. You don't like pineapple? I was just
0: hoping you were going to say, like, chocolate. Like, that'd be. I am big
1: into dark chocolate, but it has (laughs) to be 70% or higher.
0: What will make my gum taste better? Pineapple?
1: Yes, pineapple. That's all I know is pineapple. Isn't that embarrassing? And this is
0: true. This is like a proven thing. This is a proven thing. There's been a Pepsi challenge.
1: I don't know if there's been a Pepsi (laughs) challenge, but I have researched that. And the funny thing is, that's not in the book because, and I don't want to turn people away from the book because it's fucking awesome. It is a little on the. I don't know how to, not, I wouldn't, I hate the word conservative. It's not conservative. It's not as racy as I would have liked it. Mm. The uh, publisher, who's great, um, Skyhorse Publishing, they're trying to appeal to more of a uh, women who watch The View and the talk and that kind of audience. Because there is a lot of stuff in the book about older women and uh-huh. menopause and dealing with changes in your body and The type of audience that sees and... spanking
0: as dirty sex.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I like, mean, there is a Oh thing. my God,
0: he tapped my butt a little bit and it was wild.
1: Yes. So the dirty in this book <laughs> is a play on words. Now the dirty on the Clean, dirt, clean mm. Eating Dirty Sex podcast isn't a play on words. Like we get more into stuff on the podcast. But the thing about the book, I just want to say, because I don't want people like, oh, we're not going to get it now. It really will help you change your life. I mean, as a uh, master's in public health and health ed, we learned how to help people change their lives. So I'm mm-hmm. really proud of that. And you'll fucking laugh. I only told you one of many funny stories, and the recipes are good, mm-hmm. and all the advice. But we do have something about you know the back door, but we called it the back door. Right. Like I wanted to say much more, but that's the thing. Like if it was self published, it'd be like. You know, right. But I also want to sell books. Sure. And I want to help women who feel like they're really repressed and can't do anything. At mm. least this can help them do something. You know, if they're really feeling like, or if they're like, oh God, my husband and I have been together all these years, we don't have sex anymore. Mm. What can we do? And it gives people ideas. And it's, there's also stuff about resentment because that'll fucking kill a sex drive. Yeah. Right. Sex life and communication and how to use I messages and active listening and all these good things fantastic help help people
0: and when is the book out
1: january well it's funny it said january 15th uh, a couple weeks ago then it said january 22nd and then the other day it said january 15th so january 2019 but you can pre-order clean eating, dirty sex. And I think you'll be glad. And
0: where can they do that? They
1: can go on Amazon. They can go to skyhorsepublishing.com. I think it's just skyhorse.com. That's all I know now, but I know it'll be in other places. And as a matter of fact, I'm very excited. It's a local bookstore where I went in and I just asked about, I have a book coming out and I shop at your bookstore a lot. Mm. And she said, she's the owner. And she said, oh, let me look in this database. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Why don't we have a reading? Yay. I'm so excited. Fantastic. Yes, yeah, so. and, w- and
0: where can people find you and your many podcasts? Okay. So
1: <laughs> I encourage people to go to cleaneatingdirtysex.com. If you sign up for my newsletter... Mm-hmm. you will get maybe i shouldn't have told my age but you'll get a sexy picture of me nude with different fruit each month which is fun i had a professional <laughs> photographer i like
0: that like me you're also fine like disrobing just to get people to sign up for things
1: yeah I, a lot of people were like that's like really you, weird you
0: pledge a dollar on my patreon everybody you can see my cock in various forms and
1: <laughs> yeah i don't see yeah it's weird i thought my husband would be like huh. he's like eh, whatever gets people to sign up but i did have a lot of people who were negative like that sure. seems really porny well, fuck you and what's
0: wrong with it being porny yeah. exactly
1: yeah give me you a say break like,
0: you say it like it's a bad thing oh my um, brother
1: and sister flipped out when they saw the thing they were like i don't want that associated with the book blah, blah. i said you know what this is my book you guys help me if you want it off the page of the book because they helped me so much i took it off the page of the book there's a book page and mm-hmm. then at the top you click and there's a podcast page i still thought they were overreacting it was ridiculous. Anyway, I'm sorry. but they are very good to me and they save me. So, so you um, get some
0: great tips and, so, and a nude photo of you every month. Yes, almost <laughs> and, nude. Almost And nude.
1: then if you go to It's Your Health with Lisa you can choose from a show called Talk Fitness Today, Talk Healthy Today, uh, Naturally Savvy, It's Your Health, and Just Ask David.
0: Fantastic. And you're on Twitter?
1: I'm on Twitter at Health Media Gal One, just a number one. And if somebody out there, maybe you, can help me change my Twitter name, I don't know how to do it. I've read the fucking instructions. I will
0: show you. Are you verified? No. Then I will show you how to do it. It's only if you're verified, you can't change your handle. But it's. Uh, I will show you. It's that's easy.
1: Okay. Because it drives me nuts. Okay. We're going to go eat ice cream now.
0: Okay. <gasps> Fantastic Shit,
1: Sorry You're so much uh, fun Could you just come over every day And hang out with me
0: Yeah If you weren't in fucking Massachusetts I Am know Am I allowed to say Massachusetts Sure Okay yeah if, if you weren't up in Massachusetts I'd be like Oh yeah you're a blast Yes Yeah we'll hang out With your with your uh, your walking desk Yes I have so, a walking yeah. desk
1: And a Pilates machine Yeah yeah
0: yeah we'll take And turns. I still
1: have weird fat on my arms
0: uh, Don't worry about it You're looking great <laughs> Thank why, you It just why you, happens <laughs> Why don't you say goodbye to everybody
1: <laughs> Goodbye everybody <laughs>
0: Again, the book is Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, available now for pre-order. Make sure you're going to go follow Lisa Davis on the social medias. Uh, she's on Twitter at Gal one You can, of course, find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheBillyPresida. You know, use the hashtag Man Podcast. share the show, let us know what you thought about this episode. I love hearing the feedback. If you want to say something a little privately, uh, not as publicly, maybe maybe something longer than 280 characters, I love getting your emails. Send your comments, your questions, your booby pictures to manhorpod at gmail.com. Did you know we're selling merch? Oh, yes, we are. Get yourself a pair of those stay slutty panties or the I'm saving pegging for marriage t-shirt or some really fun, cute little buttons. You go to gumroad.com slash podcast. get yourself some manwhore merch. Link in the show notes. Last but certainly not least, I am counting on my L.A. fan whores to show up on November 4th for the Manwhore Podcast live show in Hollywood. Hollywood, I'm gonna be a slut in Hollywood. Get your tickets today at manwhorepod.com slash tickets. Next week we've got uh Alyssa, who you might remember from the Manhurcon live show. She's coming on to do her very own episode. Check out swingleft.org. We're trying to flip some districts, people. Make sure you're registered to vote at the minimum. And until those midterms, stay slutty. <laughs>